You are listening to the weekly sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church in Canton, South Dakota. We're a church that strives to make disciples of Jesus Christ who make a difference. To learn more, visit us at cantonsdumc.org. And now, here's Pastor Clay. Our scripture this morning comes to us from the book of Galatians in chapter 5, verses 1, and then I'm going to read verses 13 through 15 as well. Paul tells the church in Galatia, For freedom Christ has set us free. Stand firm, therefore, and do not submit again to a yoke of slavery. For you were called to freedom, brothers and sisters. Only do not use your freedom as an opportunity for self-indulgence, but through love become servants to one another. For the whole law is summed up in a single commandment, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. If, however, you bite and devour one another, take care that you are not consumed by each other. Would you pray with me? Holy and gracious God, may the words of my mouth and the meditation of all of our hearts be holy and acceptable to you. For you are our rock, and you are our redeemer, and we give you thanks for who you are, as we say together, amen. So a few weeks ago, I had the confirmation class watch a movie about John Wesley. Uh, John Wesley, a heart transformed, can change the world. And if I'm being completely honest with you, it was not the most rousing retelling of John Wesley's life. There was some really, really bad CGI, some really, really bad acting, but it was very informational. About the most exciting thing that happens in the movie is that John Wesley is played by the same actor that plays Ray from Remember the Titans, the offensive lineman that won't block for Rev and ends up getting Rev hurt in the movie. Same guy. For the 8th graders, it was a review of John Wesley's life, and for the 7th graders, it was an introduction that we will unpack more next fall. But one of the things we learned in the movie, and one of the reasons why I wanted to bring that up today, is that today is a very important day in Methodism because a very important event happened 284 years ago this week. John Wesley went to a meeting on Aldersgate Street. And that might sound really boring, but stick with me. Before all of this happened, before this day happened, John was educated at Oxford. He was ordained as a priest in the Church of England, and he had even served as a chaplain at a colony in Georgia. And that all sounds well and good until you realize that it wasn't until Aldersgate Street that John Wesley might be considered a Christian. Because before Aldersgate Street, John Wesley did not trust Christ for his salvation. John Wesley trusted works. He thought that he could earn it and that he thought that he had to earn God's favor. But something changed at Aldersgate Street. During the meeting, for the very first time, John Wesley trusted Christ for his salvation and believed that even his own sins could be forgiven. Before all of this, he had been leading people to Christ, leading people into a trust and a faith that he didn't even believe in for himself. He'd been organizing people into small groups, and he had been leading what's called the Holy Club into acts of service. But it wasn't until Aldersgate that this Methodist movement really took off. With the fire of the Holy Spirit burning in John John Wesley's strangely warmed heart, Wesley and the Methodists were set free to serve. 
in the life of our church today is called Heritage Sunday. It is a day set apart for us to celebrate not only Aldersgate Street, but our entire history and tradition as a denomination, as a movement. And today we're talking about one of the hallmarks of that movement as we talk about service. When Charles and John Wesley started this thing called the Holy Club at Oxford, they insisted on studying God's Word together, reading devotional books together, and then serving the community. And at that time, in his day, that insistence on service was not only unprecedented, it was controversial. It was maybe even scandalous. And the Methodists, the Holy Club, this group, endured ridicule from those around them. Those around them called them the Bible Moths, and they called them the Holy Club, and then they called them John Wesley's least favorite insult. They called them Methodists. There goes those Methodists. And yes, indeed, there went those Methodists. The Methodists went to the prisons to encourage the hopeless. The Methodists went to the hospitals to reassure the sick. And eventually the Methodists went to the open fields to proclaim the gospel of Jesus Christ. No one told them that they had to. In fact, a whole lot of people told them not to. But they knew that they were set free to serve in Jesus' name. And so they did. Last week we talked about Paul's words to the letter of, to, uh, words to the Galatians and we focused on verse 1 where G, where Paul says that in Christ we are set free we are set free to live the abundant life that Jesus has promised but that's not all that Paul said because Paul reveals later in chapter 5 which we're going to focus on today he reveals that we are set free for a purpose We are not set free for our own sake. We are not set free for what he calls opportunities for self-indulgence. But we are set free to become servants to those around us. And that's when Paul quotes something from his history, from his heritage. He says, you should love your neighbor as yourselves. Which sounds an awful lot like, to me, the lesson that we learned last week from St. Angelo, Texas, Fall in love with Jesus and then do whatever you want. Fall in love with Jesus and do whatever you want. And what we find is that slowly and over time, what we want is the things that Jesus wants. Over time, we realize that falling in love with Jesus and then doing whatever we want means that we see the world through Jesus' eyes. In the freedom found in Jesus, we experience his love and then look for opportunities to share that love with those around us. We look for ways to be in service. Rather than taking advantage of our freedom and serving for ourselves, we seek to serve others. I like how Eugene Peterson interprets this passage in his message. He says to the church, use your freedom to serve one another in love because that's how freedom grows. Use your freedom to serve one another in love because that's how freedom grows. That's how freedom grows. Doesn't that sound like good news? 
As we cling to Jesus, we feel more and more of his freedom to serve those around us. When we cling to Jesus, we see more opportunities to serve. I'll never forget, I went to coffee one day with my friend Connie when I was in seminary. And despite my intentions to pay for my own coffee, uh, before I could react, she had already paid. And I've you know, barely had my wallet out, but yet it was taken care of. I wasn't ready for that. And so I, we, I said, thank you, because that's what you do. And then we sat down, and I said, you know, you really didn't have to do that. And I'll never forget her response. She said to me, I know I didn't have to do that, but I wanted to. I didn't have to do that, but I wanted to. This is what serving one another in Christian freedom looks like. I didn't have to, but I wanted to. When we act from a place of freedom in Christ, made known to us through the resurrection, we serve because we want to. We serve not to fulfill some unwritten rules of Christianity. We serve because we understand how much Jesus loves us and how much we want to share that love with others. We serve because we are a part of a history and a heritage that prized service. And through the years, someone has passed that heritage on to you and to me. We are free to make the choice to serve even when those around us do not understand. And actually, we are free to make the choice to serve especially when those around us do not understand. No one understood why Wesley and the Holy Club were doing what they were doing. And they were often met with hostility by those that were around them. Like, we all know that I'm a nerd. We've named this several times from the pulpit. I like to read John Wesley's journals. Nerdy, right? It's okay. I like to read John Wesley's journals, and I really like the times in his life after Aldersgate Street, when the Holy Spirit was burning in his, in his heart and moving around him, so often his Sunday entries would say, I preached at such and such a place and was asked not to return. I preached at such and such a place and was asked not to return. And then in the evening I preached at such and such a place, and guess what? I was asked not to return. What I find so interesting, what I find so formational for us is that this did not stop or slow down Wesley and the Methodists. What it meant is that, is that John Wesley in his journal wrote that he submitted to be more vile and he started to preach not in the church but in the open fields. He was made fun of for doing that. He was made fun of for serving, but he just kept on doing it. He knew that he was set free in Jesus' name to serve, and guess what? He did. And that's so important for us today because the reality of our world is that it does not prize or prioritize service. The society that we live in tells us to look out for number one, to succeed even if others fail, and to get ahead by any means necessary. And the Apostle Paul knew that this was not, only likely, or was not only possible, but was even likely. And so he warned the Galatians and warned us in, in chapter 5, verse 15, to not consume and devour one another. Or to watch out what, what happens if we choose to do things this way. In the world that we live in, serving can be seen as weak. 
Serving can be seen as misguided. And serving can even be seen as borderline manipulative. We don't trust very easily and we don't trust very much. And so when someone does something for us, anyone that wants to lighten the load or help or just do something that's nice can be met with suspicion. In the back of our minds, we're thinking, when is the other shoe going to drop? Or that we're expected to do something in return. Or they're just doing that because they want us to be a part of their church. If, I, if, they, buy, if they buy coffee this time, do I have to do it next time? We may not face the adversity, as much adversity as Wesley and the Holy Club did, but there may be those that find us strange or find us insincere. Or there may even be some that pull an insult back from the vaults and they'll call us Jesus freaks. Or maybe they'll even call us Methodists. Maybe they'll even call us Methodists. Despite the risk of being hurt, despite the risk of being taken advantage of, despite the barrage of colorful language that can be leveled against us, my hope is that we'll remember our heritage and our history. We'll remember our freedom in Christ and we will make the choice to serve. It may not be easy. It may not be well received. It may even be a risk. But God has this way of always making it worth it. Because we have this freedom in Christ, we are free to serve. And not only that, we are free to choose how we serve. We don't have to wait for permission. I mean, we may want to pray about it because a heart strangely warmed can also just be indigestion. But there is no wait list, there is no gatekeeping. And there is no embossed invitation waiting for us to be a part of those that serve in Jesus' name. There is only this which is always enough. There is freedom in Jesus made known in his resurrection, which allows us to serve in his name. Would you pray with me? Living and reigning Christ, we give you thanks for the freedom that we have in your name and for the opportunities that we have to express that freedom through the way that we live and through the way that we live for you. Open our eyes to the opportunities to serve that are around us. Open our hearts to those that just need it to be a little bit easier. And when that comes back to us and when that signals to us risk, or hurt, or pain, or no. Be with us. For we know that we serve in your name. And in your name is love, and in your name is power, and in your name is freedom, and in your name is all that we need to be your people in this world. It's in your name we pray. Amen. Thanks for listening to this week's sermon from the Canton United Methodist Church. Join us in person or online at 10 o'clock every Sunday morning for worship. And now go in peace and serve the Lord. I want to encourage you after the message to head over to our YouTube channel and click the subscribe button. 
Over on YouTube, you will find videos of our entire worship service, a video cast of our weekly Cut for Time conversation with Pastor Clay and Eric, songs from our praise band One Way Up, and a bunch of other great things as well. Just search for Canton United Methodist Church. It would mean a lot to have you subscribe. <laughs>